Hello everyone, I'm Gary Lee Lindsay, school chaplain at Skeggs Darlinghurst, and you're listening to Walk the Mile, a podcast that opens up conversations that we need to have. Great to have everyone back here again. For those of you who listened to the first podcast, the pilot episode, really grateful for all your feedback. For those people who said they listened to it and enjoyed it. For those people who uh, made some suggestions upon topics. I've got a few more topics. For those people who are willing to come in and have a chat as well. It's great. I feel like this this podcast thing is starting to take a life of its own. I'm very encouraged by that. I want to also say thank you to Lila Eversgaard in Year 7 currently. Who provided that little snippet of music at the beginning of today's episode, which went along with the introduction. Fantastic. And Lilla's a great singer-songwriter. She's got quite a few songs that I've heard. I'm sure we'll, we'll get to hear plenty of others as she, as she progresses. Today we're going to be talking about something uh, which I guess touches us all and might not have touched us uh, immediately. We might not be aware of it. And this podcast is about those things which all of us can locate somewhere in our lives. And today, I want to talk about grief. And uh, Vivian Rodder, Viv Rodder, our illustrious drama teacher, one of our drama teachers here, also Year 9 Year Coordinator. It's been here. How long have you been here for, Viv? Uh, This is my fifth year. I had done a year in 2012. At a temporary place. So six years, really. Six years. Great to have you here. Viv's a great year coordinator. Has great, great connections with the kids. But she raised this issue with me uh, a while ago, saying we need to do something about grief, addressing the grief within a year group. Um, anyway, why don't you tell us, Viv? Why, why did you? Why did you raise it? Yeah. Um well, I just noticed, um, particularly in my role as the year coordinator, um, there are so many families and so many girls experiencing grief um, all the time. We have um, people losing grandparents, um, aunts and uncles, mm. all, you know, all kinds of people. Um, pets as well is a big thing that yeah, comes up. Yeah. Um, and people are really affected by that mm. loss. Um, and it's, it's constant and I've experienced quite significant um, loss as well in my, uh, in my own life. And I know um, how hard it can be to, to just keep going, putting on a, a, a brave face and, um, and, and get through the day. And I was just conscious of the fact that there were lots of students and families who, who are constantly carrying grief and I just wanted to, um, I, I suppose, acknowledge them but also to just put it on the table mm. um, and say this is something that, that happens to all of us at one point or another if it, and if it hasn't affected us yet it most definitely will at some point in, yeah. in our lives it's it's unavoidable isn't it that's right and it's and you're right in that a community in a school community where you know thousands of people I think nearly every day I hear of some story I might not necessarily know the person that's you know, been affected by the tragedy, but there's connections to the tragedy. Or even when you hear people talking about the news, did you hear about that poor kid who yeah. died here or whatever? And so we know what it is, but are you saying um, 
Are you saying that we need to have better ways of dealing with it? Is that is that rather than just talking about it, what, mm. what are you sort of reaching for? Yeah, I think, and and this is in the in the wider community as well, not just the skanks community. I think um, it, it's sort of a, a commonly held belief. I think that generally, as a a culture, we don't really deal with mm. grief um, very well, and we we don't handle death very well. Um, mm. And I, I'm just conscious of the fact that um, I think it's something we, you and I see and hear people struggle yeah. with a lot. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I think people, they do need tools and strategies and, and support. And yeah. um, what, what do you think stops people from talking about it? <sighs> Maybe from your own experience. What, what might have stopped you from talking about your own experience of grief? I, I think there's very much um, a feeling that we need to to keep going, that we need to... It's the culture that we live in, I suppose, now, isn't it? And a, um, the, you know, the complexities of a, a capitalist society and, mm. and, and all that sort of thing. There's this constant sort of um, pressure and need to perform and always put our best foot forward. Like a veneer over everything. Yeah, and excel and succeed. And, and so there's a fear that um, if we, we put out this idea that I'm, I'm not coping, or I can't keep going, or I need some stop, some time to stop and pause yeah. and step back. There's a there's a fear that 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 won't be received well. Yeah, and I think as as any sort of emotion that we push down or try to avoid, or think we have to keep at bay. Sometimes when we are hit by it, we don't know what it is then, or we don't know how to approach it, because it's it's because we have the question around it, because we've never had the opportunity to explore it before. Because mm, it's so unfamiliar. Yeah, yeah. And so to give words to it or to know how to talk about it, you know, I guess sometimes I have kids or, or adults come in here who have had a loss and they'll cry and they'll say, I just don't know what to say. Mm. And that's okay because... Yeah, how do you give words to it? How do you mm. give words to what you're experiencing, especially in, in something like grief? Mm. So in that, what, what, was, what was helpful for you, I guess, in your experience of grief? I remember thinking, um, it's interesting that you say people come in and say, oh, I don't, I don't know what to say. I remember feeling like I didn't have the language mm. to communicate how I was feeling I just the language or the language that I had available was just insufficient so I found that really um, frustrating so then I think I ended up um, reading reading books and and the the grief and loss in my family was was um, was within my family so there were a lot of people uh, involved and we were talking to each other Um, so I suppose we were suggesting books and things yeah. to, to each other and um one book that i found quite good was the lee sales book any ordinary day i can actually see it on your shelf now <laughs> um and and that was a fantastic book so if anyone um, doesn't know this this book um it's written by lee sales who's a really respected journalist in australia she's the host of Seven Thirty report and she'd experienced some grief or loss or tragedy in her own life and in order to overcome that she ended up um, 
researching um, other people's experience of grief and, mm. and tragedy and loss, or, or things that happen that really sort of tip, tip your life upside down. And, um, and then she wrote this book, which is a collection of, of people's stories. And they're stories that a lot of us know because they're stories that have been really big yeah. in the media, like um, the story of Walter Mikak, mm. who um, lost his wife and children in the Port Arthur Massacre. Um, she also talks to Stuart Diver, who mm. we all remember lost his, his first wife in the landslide. Um, but what I didn't realise until I had read the book was that he actually remarried, had a child, um, and then he lost his second wife as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's, his story is extraordinary, and his experience of, of grief and what he's learnt um, is really Mm. is really fascinating and a great comfort so I've, I found that really comforting to read and hear about other stories um, because I think something that's really hard about grief is that it feels very isolating no, definitely. but then reading that book and reading yeah. other people's stories and experiences made me go oh okay I'm not I'm not the only person in the world sure. who is experiencing yeah. this There's, this is happening in all kinds of different ways for all kinds of different yeah. people at all levels of severity and tragedy um all of the time and so i was able to take some comfort and support in that in that knowledge so your experience itself is unique and separate but when you think about grief as a as a thing i don't know how to describe it an objective thing you can share in that is that what you're saying yeah that yeah that's right i I suppose so yeah we the your individual experience can be you know quite quite shattering but then when you sort of look out and listen to other people's mm. stories you realize you're sharing some sort of pain yeah there's a, it's a it's a collective experience mm. really isn't it as yeah. humans we're all, because we will all suffer grief yeah. and, and loss and despair in, in, a, in a range of different yeah. ways and we don't i mean i don't know if we're or maybe some people do in our society or in our culture they do but I don't feel like we're encouraged to share in, mm. in grief. I know like um, in the Samoan culture, uh, got friends who the grandma passed away and the whole family, and they left the body in the house and the whole family slept, camped at their house for mm. a week afterwards. You know, I can't imagine <laughs> our family doing that. You know what I mean? Just because that's not part of so yeah. I guess cultures approach grief in a very odd death. Mm. The way you mourn, um, I know you know different timelines in terms of burying the mm. or cremating the, the the body. There's a whole bunch of different cultural ways of approaching it as well, isn't there? And people, I'm not sure what culture and community it it, it is, but people who wear. Um, black mm. to show that they're mourning, but well, that's yeah. more of a, a, an old-fashioned kind of idea now, isn't yeah. it? I, but I, I remember thinking at the time, oh, that would actually be really useful to signal to people because it tells the wider community that, okay, there's something going on, you can see as soon as you look at yeah. that person, I need to be mindful of that or, or respectful of that. Yeah. But we don't, we don't do that. How do, you, how do you think you... So when you're talking about your family experience... Mm. So all the other members of your family are grieving as well. Mm. How do you deal with other people's grief when you're grieving? Yeah, that's that's really, um, really, really hard. And I remember being quite surprised 
um, to learn that my grief was again quite isolating mm. and separate to everybody else's mm. um, and I suppose that's because everybody has their own individual relationship with the, the person who has, who has gone so I, I was sort of surprised by that I thought oh we're all gonna do this together um, but we didn't because everybody ebbs and flows with that grief in their own way in their own rhythm in their own time and some people don't like to talk about it at all yeah some people want to talk about it all the that's time. right that's right and everyone you've got to be respectful of everyone's yeah. different responses which is really really hard it is because it's a it's a lot more to navigate isn't it mm. when i'm doing funerals for people um there's a lot of energy that goes into uh the, pre the preparation of the funeral mm. you know who's going to speak someone organising the photo montage, the wake, you know, all that stuff. It's often after mm. the funeral that uh, it really sinks in and then there's, as you say, you know, the dynamics and how mm. do you talk about it, what do we do now, how do we maintain the memory, all of that stuff. Mm. Um, but the funeral's a bit like a distraction. Yes. And I'm often having conversations with families after the funeral, mm. um, more to do with the loss and the grief than yeah. than pre-funeral. Yeah, because the funeral is, is a big event that you're trying to put together. Yeah, and, and, and you're doing it for that person often, yeah. you know, for the, for the deceased and wanting to make it a memory and wanting to make it a, you know, an occasion and helpful for people and all, whatever people want from it. But then once you've done that and then then it does, the focus does, mm. you know, it's like the person has sort of mm. left, but now what do, you, what do the remaining people do with this stuff? And the silence sort of becomes deafening. Yeah, 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 yeah. very interesting. In t I, I often find myself, I don't know if you find yourself talking about this with, with people in your year group, but in terms of grief, you know, we talked a lot about death, mm. but when you think grief is connected to loss mm. and I'm often talking to kids about loss in other areas as well so um, it might be loss of um, people sorry kids leaving leaving school mm. finishing year 12 going off and they've got a whole bunch of gamut of different emotions going on and part of that is a loss of the relationships, the structure, mm. a whole bunch of things. Worried about whether they're going to maintain their friendships next year. So that can be that. It can be the loss sometimes when there's a separation of family, the loss mm. of the picture that they had of mm. what family would look like. Um, and if you lose a family member, you know, I'm sure that changes the dynamic in terms of what the family, how the family's going to function now and dealing mm. with that loss. It can be COVID. You know, lots of people have talked about um, you know, the obvious things, people losing jobs, people um, losing contact with others, but even losing life as we knew it, mm. that idea, that's a, the change. You know, there's change in grief as well. Mm. How do you adapt to change? Do you, do you get that as well? Do you get the, those conversations where you, you're talking to someone and then you pick up, there's, they're, they're grieving something here? Yeah, I think so. And I think 
What's hard about that is, is that we don't necessarily recognise those experiences as as grief. Mm. We don't name them in that in, mm. in that way. But as you say, the grieving of a um, a relationship or a friendship or a, a family unit yeah. or an expectation that you thought things would go in a particular yeah. way and then it um, and then it it, it doesn't. Yeah. Um, I, I remember talking to this guy who retired. And he was so looking forward to um, playing golf three times a week. (laughs) Anyway, a few months down the track, I spoke to him and he said, I can't believe it, but I really miss my job. Mm. You know, I was so looking forward to retiring, but now I really miss it. It's, It's been, he actually said, it's like I've lost something. Yeah. Loss of identity, maybe. Yeah. You know, around your job. Those things. And like what you said before, the, the, the opportunity just to talk, to be able to recognise it and talk about it is so important, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And for someone else to allow you to, to recognise it and, and, yeah, I mean, it can be tricky sometimes. It can be terribly, terribly tragic and horrible and dark grief. But to be able to... Yeah, I don't think we do that very much, do we? You can say we've lost our keys and get frustrated about <laughs> it. But to be able to recognise our losses and for other people to recognise it. And, yeah, and, and to understand our grief and our experience of it and um, know what to do with that is, yeah, is, is, is really hard, is really challenging. And it's challenging for, for people of all ages, isn't it? It's mm. not something that... Um, I suppose as you get older, you have more experience no. in, 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 in grief and loss in a, in a variety of ways, but mm. it's, it's hard for everybody. Mm. Just, <clears throat> I know I'm sort of running out of time here, but um, would you say, as you were growing up, mm-hmm. did you ever have opportunities or was it ever modelled to you how to approach loss or grief? Not really. I, I grew up in a um, a, a big um, Catholic family, mm. so and I've I've had a number of um, relatives die, and um, we've had big Catholic funerals. And because I grew up in a Catholic family, the experience of of grief and, and loss and death in that way was always done through the ceremony and ritual of the, the practice in the in the church. And I actually remember being really confronted when I was 19, my, my grandmother uh, had died. And when I went into the church, into the funeral, there were all of these women um, saying the, the rosary, which is a, a Catholic mm. thing. And, and they were just, it was like a chant. And, um, and I found it really confronting and I thought, oh, why are, they, why are they doing that? And that was, you know, my grandmother was very Catholic, so it was important to her and her church community. Um, and I didn't enjoy it. Mm. <laughs> I found it a bit sort of annoying or something. Um, so my experience as a young person was that it was all caught up in, in, the, in, in the ritual of the yeah. church. But that, it, to me, that's still actually very helpful in some ways. Yeah. But um, only sort of in, in, in that in that moment, um, beyond dealing with it in a bigger way and in an ongoing way. Mm. No, I don't think so. Mm. I think I, I very much sort of had learnt to just sort of clam up. Yeah. 
And I think that's what I find here is that, and I guess that's why you raised it, how do we help, mm. coming back to the beginning point, how do we help these kids and parents and staff and, mm. you know, we've got the community here, we hear about things, how do we do that? How do we approach it? Do we just go, oh, that's terrible? Mm. Or is there something else we can do in order to support one another? As you said, you know, as we, as we face grief, as we face loss, as we, uh, wh whatever way it comes to us. There was a great story in the, in the Lee Sales book. She was talking yeah. about a man who was the vice chancellor of Sydney Uni. And yeah, Michael Spence. Yeah, yeah, and he had five kids and, yeah. and, and his wife died. Yeah. And he talks all about that experience. But I th the thing that, that resonated with me about his story was he said, I wish everybody would just learn to go up to someone and say, I'm really sorry that mm. has happened. Mm. Um, because sometimes that's all you yeah, want that's and, that's, and that's all you need. And that's a reminder to all of us and mm. to, my, to myself, I know that, that I don't do that mm. because I think, oh, I don't want to upset yeah. them or trigger Is them right? or yeah. interrupt them yeah. during their day. Um, but really we can all do that yeah. a little bit more. Yeah, and I think deep down, all of us, in whatever situation we're in, we we want we want to know that people notice, or we want we want attention at times. We might not want it all the time. We might not be attention seekers, so to speak. But it's nice to as be a human, seen and heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Thanks so much for your wonderful, wonderful insights there, and. Uh, I hope that if anyone, as, as we've said, this podcast is about creating conversations. And uh, if you want to speak more about these things, drop me a note, drop Viv a note, <laughs> come in, yes, give us a call. Please do. Um, because it's, this, is what, this is what our community, what I want our community to be, one which does communicate. And through our communication that we can support one another. So thank you very much. I also want to say... Um, you're about to, just as we fade out in a moment, we're going to hear a piece of music uh, by another Year 7 student, Samantha Millen. And again, these, these pieces of music were all created for a thing called uh, That COVID Show. Uh, and it was people performing, because we haven't been able to have audiences and gatherings, people performing, being recorded, and uh, those recordings are going to go together at some stage. But these are just short snippets of those things so thank you very much Sammy for providing music for us please keep on giving that feedback I'd like to hear uh, what you have to say I'm very much up to critical feedback <laughs> even negative feedback oh, that might be too dangerous but yeah look we want to make this something which is helpful not just uh, definitely not to to fill in time. We want to make it something that's helpful. So always good to hear what you have to say. Anyway, take care everyone. Love to you all. Be back sometime soon. See you later. <laughs>